All right, welcome to the show, guys. This is Insurrection, the podcast with um, for episode four, First Echoes of War. We have with us today, William. Happy to be here. Good to see you, Will. You're looking mm-hmm. fine this morning. How's the beard? We have, uh, the beard looks good. Looks like you trimmed it a little bit. I think it needed yeah. it. I'm happy yet apprehensive about this podcast. This, Lauren's this here. Week. Lauren, your Yo. beard looks fabulous. Hey. <laughs> and Carrie from sunny Florida. It's not sunny today, but it usually is. Yes. Okay. Welcome. Well, it's snowing here. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not in sunny the fifth, here. In the fifties yesterday and snow this morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Michigan. Great lakes, great times. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. I've been telling people. I was leading up to this in the last few podcasts, telling them, listen, I know that we feel like we've gotten the shit kicked out of us, but don't worry. The cavalry is coming. The what veil has been removed on what Operation Last Stand is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Indeed. You if you didn't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. This is an insurrection, bitches. Wow. It really is. It, it it appears it appears to be a real insurrection now. I feel like you should uh run through the disclaimer again <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, some of it yes. frightened me. Some of it frightened me. This is all this is a fictional story, by the way. Anybody who resembles anyone real, it's fictional. And you know what? If there's a real person out there that so closely resembles some of the pieces of garbage in this, then they deserve everything they get. That's what I think. <laughs> That's Just not a disclaimer. That's right? not a disclaimer. Purely coincidental. But we don't encourage violence. No. No. No one on this show will be doing what should be done to these people. So. <laughs> or encouraging it. <laughs> or encouraging it. Don't do what these people deserve. These fictional people. These fictional people. Right. You suck at disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. Every time he does a disclaimer, it gets a little worse. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe I need to put you in charge of the disclaimers now. <laughs> Something. I don't know. We'll see. Go ahead, Will. Give us your disclaimer. Oh, I'm not good at improvising. Oh. Um, In no way are we responsible for anything that may occur as a result of this from somebody that is not playing with a full deck. Touche. Boom. That's fair. What do you think, Carrie? About the disclaimer? (laughs) Well, apparently everybody thought the show needed one. A double disclaimer. The show needs a disclaimer. Well, you know, I because I feel like um, in Todd's world, we can... We can all celebrate at you know the the appropriate consequences for actions. Yeah, the fact that we're living in an alternate universe of Todd's yes. world. In Todd's world, like we yeah we can in in the fictional world we can enjoy this and say all right we're not gonna we're not gonna roll over and get our asses kicked for another yeah. episode. Everybody likes the underdog and a little rising up and a coup. They always cheer for the rebels. I think. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it. Uh, what do you think, Laura? Um, about what? <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, she's the best, isn't she? We got about what? She needs a more. She needs a more specific. A more. Specific. Lauren completely forgot where she is right now. The episode. 
Just saying. Yeah. So we get so we I get doing this we in the morning. About like specific parts. Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> She's ruining the whole show. No, she could never. <laughs> You literally no. beg me to be on here every week, so and whatever. You're doing a great job, too. <laughs> she um, needs encouragement. All was, our friends are listening. It was crazy. Well, I was surprised how quickly it escalated. I mean, boom. Um. Yeah, I didn't like all the creepy stuff, even though it seems realistic. All in one night. I like it has, the, everything it in this episode happened. happened in over the course of one one night. Wow. I like the cigarette I don't know part. if that was clear. You like the description of the glowing cigarette outside uh, the that was judge's a good house? Part. Like, I liked that too. Because it was kind of like, I feel like a calm moment in the episode. And it was a very <laughs> subtle way to lure him out yeah. of the residence. But um, some of it was really disturbing. But yet, I liked it. it it's, I felt wrong. I felt like some things I shouldn't like, you know? But yet, I did. I was very conflicted. I really didn't like... Oops, I hit my mic. I really didn't like the part when they were, like, in the club and everybody was, like, trump, trumping towards the door. I don't know what that word is. Trumping. They were, like, trying to get to the door and then the, the rich guy was trying to get through, but he couldn't get through. That reminded me of the the, the thing in the UP the fire at the theater oh at the uh the Calumet oh, theater that freaked yeah. me out yeah well then he achieved what he wanted to he put you there in that place and made you feel it mm-hmm. well listen to be fair there was no fire okay, people that's... just got trampled I mean, it, what, what was that clear to everybody there wasn't actually a fire it was just the alarm at the club yeah but that's just as freaky yeah, the club. that everybody's like in mm-hmm. such a rush and probably getting trampled well, they had to do what they had yeah, to do. I, I don't think anybody got trampled at the club at the front door. I think all the action took place out the back door. And it's fictional. Generally. Yeah. I like that the young uh, young woman in the ladies' room, ready to hook up with the guy, I like that she followed the woman who was there to save her. I I thought there was going to be a you know a debate happening there, but the woman who took her, the bright-eyed woman who said, you're coming yeah. with me, uh, just, I think, commanded enough attention that she just didn't question it. What did she have? Was it intelligent eyes? Something like that. Bright I think that eyes, was a description. Right? Yeah, her eyes were bright. I don't, I don't know. know. And she definitely didn't fit in there, so. Yeah. Um, well, at the beginning, the first thing that happens is um, those two houses blow up. Or catch mm-hmm. burst into flames or whatever. But um no mention of anything like were they occupied, were they not occupied? You just did it just left that to people's imagination to fill it in themselves on I ex- <clears throat> excuse me. I expect that that will uh be clarified in the next episode oh. or two. Okay. A- as That's- we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. the government and response and the and the public response, and you know, as we start to get into it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out, but you're right in this episode. We don't know if, uh, if the people were there, if their families were there, if none of them were there, we don't know. I found, I found myself just wondering about that. Like I took a sidetrack when I was listening to it and thought, 
was there anybody there? Did did their whole families just get killed? That would have been seemed would have seemed awful to me. We caught co- we cocked a gun. Yeah. But it didn't go off in this episode. <laughs> Somebody's holding it. Well, hmm. so you kind of start off the way I looked at this, just to give you an idea, kind of structure wise, when I when I was looking at it is like you start off, I felt like we were kind of ramping up the whole episode. And what we but it wasn't necessarily the violence that was ramping up as much as it was the targets and the, the almost untouchable nature of targets it kept going up. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like the message they were sending was getting louder and louder with each incident. Well, they're sending a message to different parts of the deep state. So you start off with, even if you're lower level, we're still coming after you. You're not safe. No one anywhere in the deep state is safe. I don't care if you're just a staffer, if you're corrupt. And then you take it and you've got the bank building. So that's kind of a shot across big corporate and big finance, right? We're going to come after you too. Correct. Just because you've, you just, because you've been in the background funding all this greed and all this corruption and everything else, you're not going to get away just because you're not the face of it. So you start with the enforcement arm of the left FBI, the, what was the other guy, the assistant director? The NSA, the, 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 but they were both lower, they were NSA. the deputy okay. director, of the FBI, yeah. then the assistant director of the. So it starts with them, and then NSA. it goes to a financial institution. Was that next? Yep, that's the big bank that bla- goes into a blazing fireball, and then the judge. No, oh. and then Johnny Tyler, the tech guy. Oh, oh, he was in between there. Okay, he was in between there. So that's big tech. Like you're oh. you're part mm-hmm. and parcel of this big tech and then the judicial system and then the judicial listen the entire system is corrupt but we're going to pick out something that once we do this it's a sign to everybody else a figurehead of each there are notice and then big government yeah the deep state head but wait can we pause did when um yeah when the judge that's where eli was correct Yep. He was at a couple different places, wasn't yes, he? Yes, you're right. You're right. He was. Yeah. Um, but the judge. The last uh, two. I thought after, thought after the judge was taken into the vehicle, that um, it was mentioned that there were six others or five others judges, or was it just him? Oh yeah, I no. forgot about that. A bunch there of was, there was there were seven, seven judges. judges total and forty two federal prosecutors. Okay. Which and they were just kidnapped, correct? They were just abducted. Because it doesn't say anything about him being killed or anything. He was kidnapped. No, they were just... abducted as prisoners of war into a military camp. Oh, that's just right. Like, just like the January Sixers, actually. Yep. Held against their will without a fair trial. Yep. Hmm. So karma's a bitch. Yes, it is. And then, uh, and then of course, the former uh, Speaker of the House, Jackie Parisi is kind mm-hmm. of that that ultimate figurehead without going so far as like a president or a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The figurehead of all that's wrong with big government in the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got, you in, and it also provided, I think in all of them, when it got personal, which it wasn't in the first two, it wasn't personal, of course, because they were just explosions. The first two scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. Starting with Johnny Tyler going to the judge and then going up to uh, Jackie Parisi, I also felt like the level of the personal confrontation went up every time. Right. You like know what no, I mean? No speech for her? 
he didn't deserve one oh yeah i i enjoyed the description of the people that there was actually personal interaction with like what they were doing and how repulsive they are as human beings that made me think yeah i'm good with you being wiped out which seems very callous to say but they're disgusting yeah certainly in the story they are well no, they yeah. are just in yeah in in this in Todd's world they are they're uh, <laughs> they're uh, is it Johnny Tyler he's um yeah he's just he's gross just the but way he's yep. praying you know praying upon it's not like he's at a club and he's interested in someone like a normal person it's more like praying upon and it's it's about having control it seems like for him he gets yeah. everything he wants because yep. he's a billionaire yeah I mean he had her followed to the ladies room by his security like so. That's just, that's gross and not normal. It is uh, in Todd's world. This kind of, you're right, Todd, tied everything together on how everything is linked. They don't, you don't take over a government and turn it into a, a socialist. Marxist hellhole. Right. Without having all those different parts working together. The media, big tech, financial, the enforcement arm of the left. I mean, all of it. That's how it gets that way. And if you're going to take the war to the deep state, you have to take the war to every single part. That's true. And I think in what's maybe different about this kind of an insurrection, as opposed to like a civil war or opposed to something like this, is is Eli makes it clear when he's talking to the the people gathered at uh, Jackie's table, we're going to tear this down individual by individual, institution by by institution fortune by fortune we're coming after all of it and it's going to be personal and that we're not having our kids you know the middle class heartland kids go to war and fight for you and bleed and die anymore we're taking the war to you is kind of the idea Mm -hmm. well they sent a message and i i like the part sorry i'm talking a lot but i like the part where it said um oh am i gonna be able to remember it now the the eyes of the deep state were wide open or something like that. They got their attention oh, yeah. towards the, the end. end. Like oh, after yeah. all this, now I'm thinking there's going to be a response and it's going to be, who knows what it's going to be. But that line oh, made you... me think, uh, watch out. Cause now they're, they're going to be in the fight. You're, You're talking about... about where I said the insurrectionist had roused the slumbering beast and it wouldn't take yes. long for the beast to roll. Yeah. They mm-hmm. like, they, they now are awake and they're going to, they're not going to give up without a fight. No, <laughs> their lives, fortunes, ex- very existences are on the line and they're powerful. Yeah. So no, it's, it will be, it could just get so bad. I mean, an insurrection's not, it would be a terrible thing to live through. I think it would mm-hmm. just awful, but well, it's the you're it would only it's a last ditch. That's why it's called Operation Last Stand, because it's that conditions have gotten so bad that freedom has been stolen away and everything else that when you look out, you see that it being worse out there. So what yeah. you know, you, nobody wants to leave home. Like the psychologists talk about how you kind of are in a boat and you've got this like rope tied back to the shore. And like nobody wants to go off into the unknown and let go of the rope holding them to the shore until they re- until it gets bad enough at the shore and you're like, well, I don't know what's out there, but whatever it is, it can't be any worse than this. You either give up, go. 
you either give up and everything you've known is gone or you fight for it. Right. <clears throat> Todd, can you clarify who is at the table at Parisi's house? Parisi's, you had uh, Peter, of course, is, is Jackie's husband. So you had Peter and Jackie. You had a Democrat senator and his wife. Okay. Uh, not named. You had a, na a former national security advisor to the president. Okay. You had, uh, oh, a hedge fund, a large hedge fund owner who managed a lot of the Parisi's wealth. Yeah. And then you had a Washington socialite, just kind of a random Washington socialite, you know, part okay. of the party, you know, social scene in Washington. Okay. And various interns, it, not at the table, just for at the party. Yeah, there would be staffers and interns, obviously, around. Uh, Jackie seemed to be able to, she had a nose for him, let's say. Oh, you know what irritated awful. me about that, about them, what irritated me the most hmm. was that they went into this worth a million and came out worth so much more because 200 they, million. they made their fortune through corrupt dealings in the government. Basically, you can fill in the blanks. I All they did was use so their much. they used their status to get rich mm -hmm. um, despite doing nothing for the American people. And they all do it. Oh, at both sides. Except there's one exception to that. The Don. There's one person whose net worth went down when he became president. The mm -hmm. only one. Yes. That's true. Donald Trump. The oh one, the only. R.I.P. Donald. <laughs> oh, I know it sounds weird to say that, doesn't it? Aren't they getting ready to arrest him? Mm. Yeah, I thought this Maybe. pretty. It's pretty wild to me that at the same the same week that this episode drops, that Donald Trump is going to be arrested by the deep state. I just maybe okay. I don't know. Well, it is weird the parallels in Todd's world to reality, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't happen. I think it's happening. I, I actually thought if they just leaked a few things, it might not. But I think I and Trump has already said he'll surrender. I and I actually tweeted this on Twitter. My Twitter, by the way, is Todd's World 2023. That's so what you tweet on is Twitter. That's what you tweet on is Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say that three times. There we go. But I, I tweeted out and I said uh, it, the Republican primary is over. If they indict Trump, uh, if, and I don't actually think that Ron DeSantis has any chance anyway, but if he has any chance, it's over the second they, they indict. And especially my God, if they arrest Trump, it's over his base will rally. Like I think nothing we've ever seen. Trump is already Trump truthed today. Truth. I'm also on, and that's at the Todd Allen show, but, um, I want to read Trump's truth today. He basically said he was calling on, okay, he said, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven based on an old, fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale. The far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. And then he ends with protest. Take our nation back. Mm. Peaceful. 
He didn't say that. No, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he thinks that. <laughs> I'm not sure that the ship is not sailing rapidly away from peaceful anything. And aside, is anybody else getting a glitch here? Because I can't hear Todd anymore. I had a quick glitch, but I heard him again. It's not anything wrong with you, Todd. It's the system slowing down. It wouldn't catch up. I, so, I think it depends I on how this... it's recording. Yeah. He was, um, he no. blipped out just a little bit, but then he caught up again. I want to tell people I woke up this morning and my internet and Wi Fi were out. And I am hot spotting off a cell phone. So if the, <laughs> if the quality isn't quite as be, as good as normal, I simply didn't have a lot of choices this morning. Other than that, it has sounded clear. So yeah. adapt and okay. overcome. And I, I apologize for it, but I just, yeah, I didn't, I found it out 30 minutes before we were getting ready to go live and then I'm scurrying. Mm. And so uh, I was going to ask you something. Oh, I was going to tell you, Patrick, um, Patrick was telling me yesterday that uh, TikTok hey. that they're trying to delete. You all right? Would you sit? Did you sit on your headphones? No, I hit my knee on the table. Oh, <laughs> that wouldn't have made me grimace. I would have went. <laughs> <laughs> you would have liked it. <laughs> oh, hey there. Save that for later, honey. Yikes. Mm -hmm. No, Patrick said that uh, that there are all these people on TikTok who are uh, saying that they're becoming a more transparent news source and that that's why washington like bipartisan there's bipartisan support to to ban tiktok because they're that reporting they're reporting on the derailment in ways that mainstream media is not well, i think it's too late to save tiktok the only thing that makes me wonder about tiktok is that trump had wanted to shut it down too and they thought it was a chinese spy but i don't know anything about tiktok i'm not it, on it it's so. run by china and they gather all sorts of intel from it 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 is and i think that originally that was a legitimate concern now i think tiktok's blown up so much that now when i hear there's bipartisan support i think oh they just want to shut down a narrative that they can't control anytime it's there's just, bipartisan support take notice. it's a threat to yeah, them really. <laughs> Unless I, I don't know why we don't have bipartisan support on the border. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Do you like how the Dems didn't show up to the little meeting hearing in Texas about the border? I don't know about this. Why would they? They don't. They had a hearing about border security that they'd set up with. Border Patrol, ICE, maybe all that stuff. So, and the Democrats just basically said, we never agreed to this meeting, and they just didn't show up. What? A room we full didn't... of Republicans and then the officials and no Dems. This is where they're taking a stand. This is, They don't care. They're just trying to avoid it. That's all. They don't want to talk about it because they know it's indefensible. Right. And uh, I believe it was the border control guy that said he admitted that they do not have operational control of the border. They were oh, never oh, wanted yeah, to be there yeah. for that. Oh, my god. They gosh. couldn't handle hearing it. They don't, they don't care because they've corrupted elections. And so they don't, they don't even have to pretend anymore. Nope. It's, it's pretty bad. And this is not in Todd's world. This is reality. No, it yeah. is. I know. That's they, they don't care. They don't care about any of it. They don't. It's not. Uh, yeah. It, it's mm. a Lauren's back. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> she looked mean right there for a second. Like I know. Why are you glaring? I was trying to unmute it. Why are you glaring us? Oh, she okay. was like. <laughs> so 
I'm curious if it, it, let's uh, it, it, let's shed any of the uh, you know I, I feel like I shouldn't enjoy this. This is you know what I mean. You know what I'm mm-hmm, talking about. Mm-hmm. Any the guilty of the, pleasure. Yeah, oh, let's shed all of that and let's just be like, okay, it doesn't matter what I should or shouldn't like. What Let's did I really it. like? What was what was what what were you, some of your favorite parts of what happened? Did you have any? Uh the cigarette. I already said that. You did say that. You like a the little, little more explanation? That might have been before we started recording, wasn't it? Or did you already say no, that? I think it was while we were recording. Was it? But what was yeah. it you liked about it? Like the uh description or the way it was subtle? I like the mystery that mm-hmm. nobody it wasn't like oh my gosh, they've got guns on me. It was like, what's going on out here? And then it was like, boom, you're dead. Well, you're not dead. You're arrested. I liked, uh, if I may, I liked how all these people are so powerful and in control and large and in charge until they realize they're not and they're all a bunch of pansy crying little, mm-hmm. you know, after <laughs> like the guy that wet himself, uh, Johnny Tyler, and everybody at the no, end, when they realized they don't I think he pooped himself. Well, either way, he no. did also wet himself because it, it said his like urine mixed with his blood. Yeah. yeah, well, that too. I've seen it happen. But um, <laughs> they also I it just I like that how they're all large in charge when they have control. But when it turns and they realize they don't, they're such sissies, you know, cowards. And just, oh, I like that. I think that's true of them, don't you? That uh, of cowards in general, like the, and that's why the bullies. The, you mean of bullies? Yeah, bully. That's why yeah. they do what they do. Is they're they're they don't really have, cowards. Yeah, they they don't. There's nothing real about them. There's not any authenticity. Right. They just live in this illusion that that they're going to come out on top. They're protected. Um, they're immune to any uh retribution to any consequences yeah and like when um when jackie shouted well i think in a couple of situations they've all said but jackie shouted it that my security is going to be here in you know six seconds and you know that kind of stuff (laughs) you're you're dead when and it's like they talk all big but it's not from themselves it's from who's protecting me which is everything they have they live yeah they live completely in this bubble of of protection from other people. They don't, they don't do anything themselves inside the walls of their mm-hmm. noble castles Ew. where no hammer will be used. <laughs> what is that a reference to? That uh, was in there that no hammers had showed up. Um, oh, no. hus- what was her husband's name? Nobody Peter. with a hammer showed up without being invited. Peter. Nobody showed up with a hammer the next day. It was a good oh, encounter the night before. Got it. Got it. Sorry. A parallel. <laughs> Clearly. It's <laughs> fiction. Uh, there's There was quite a few little tongue-in-cheek things like that that I really liked. Because it is fiction, but it's fun to throw a little jab in there when you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Carrie? What was one of your favorite parts? Um, oh, I like that. I like that they shout like, they get all threatening, like, I'm going to, you know, they're, they're not saying I'm going to do anything. I'm going to kick your ass. It's more like a wait till my security gets here. You know, they're just, they're so, they're so empty. Um, it's like Draco they, Malfoy when he's like, my father will hear about this. That's what exactly. I think Reference to Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Todd's clueless. 
I've never, never read a book. Never I knew read exactly what you Harry meant. Harry Potter or watched. But that isn't to say it's not good. I think it's probably really good. Uh, it's a weird thing. Like, and, and then it got to the point where it was so big and so long that it was just too much of a commitment for me to ever make. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, one little descriptor. Uh, there's certain little things I pick out here and there when I'm listening to it that I th- I give a little nod to and like, yeah, that gives it some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Tyler's $10,000 shoes. It just goes to show the excess that they live with and how everything is over the top and it's just extravagant and excess. And yet when it all came down to it, he urinated on them, on those shoes because they really weren't worth the money. It just, right. I don't know. I like things like that. We just, all, we all die seem, the same way. It made them seem so dislikable. Like made you think what a idiot, you know, like disgusting person. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I like that too. I think the thing that I'm liking right now is it's a little more broad, but it's just that a lack of justice bothers me in the real world, in Todd's world. And now I feel like we're getting a sense that justice is coming and Eli is delivering it slowly, but personally, definitively, yeah, just, just he's, yeah, personally, he just, he's calm and cool. And, you know, the cigarette scene, Lauren, that you're talking about, I love that too. He's just confident. He's standing out in the middle of the yard in the dark, smoking a cigarette, knowing he's going to come out and he's not shaking or he's like, let's go. And he steps ahead of him. He already knows. Yep. And the confidence in it, the confidence that justice will be served is like, I'm loving that because anything that rings of justice, I'm like, I'm going to get behind. So I like the, the hints of his passion and how personally he takes some of this when he said uh parisi wasn't worth it like the speech because he gave a speech to different people that was it the judge he gave a speech to yeah. maybe mm-hmm. and a little like just to bring it down to where it's at and show them what they've done but she was so disgusting she wasn't even worth a speech i like that part well and i think to an extent like that's how evil works so in what happens is as you give yourself over to corruption, as you give yourself over to greed, um, from a Christian sense, as you give yourself over to sin, sin takes over. And so what, what it does is it gradually, over the years, over time, decision by decision by decision, it peels away your humanity. It Because our humanity really, I, I think our humanity is what God created us to be. And so you start off with the fall and then, you know, as you go through life, but Christianity or repentance or turning to God and then God's spirit working to you, what he's doing is, is restoring your humanity, restoring you to what you were made to be. Well, the opposite is true too. So if you have these people that completely give themselves over to evil, by the time they get to the end of it, it's not like people, people say, well, how can you believe in a, in a hell that leaves anybody, you know, that or a heaven where everybody isn't saved or whatever. There's no person left to save at the end of that. They've surrendered their entire humanity. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. I get that. It it always takes you further than you want to go, and it will end up destroying all sense of morality, right and wrong. You're just the depravity of man, basically. Mm-hmm. 
that was good. Yeah, there isn't was... anything redeemable left. That's once what I was going to ask. Get to the do end you, of certain roads. Do you believe that? You believe that they're beyond redemption in, in the story? In the story, mm, nobody's beyond redemption. Yes, that's what no, I was going to say. That okay. they are. So maybe in reality, but let's not talk about pers- uh, specific people. Well, they were snuffed out. <laughs> so justice came. Right. So, but okay. But will you say no one's be? I believe that too. I believe that no one's beyond redemption. But if someone be, if someone who's isn't seeking redemption is in a place of power. What are yeah, we, what it's we, their choice to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've had just as many opportunities as anybody else to see the air their way and repent. And they just choose not to. I wonder if this POW camp where Eli is sending these characters is going to have any sort of rehabilitation attempts. <laughs> Or is it going to be punitive? <laughs> is it going to be punitive, like work camp? My sense of Eli, and I've spent a lot of time with him, is that he doesn't give much of a shit about trying to turn people good. Yeah, I think like, he's he's done with like them. <laughs> we're beyond. Like I, I have a feeling that he considers America itself beyond rehabilitation. Ooh, it well, that's the reason you beyond, have an insurrection, right? It may not be beyond a new creation if that makes sense yeah he basically they're tearing it down and going to try to rebuild it again right but you have to tear something down before you can rebuild it which is going to get messy obviously it is but right um, in the deep state the government isn't going to take it lying down right i said i liked the way he took it personally and his passion for it but also um some of the other people you didn't delve into as much like the lady that got the other female out of the bar that was going to get yeah. taken by Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's what I pictured with the little curling under beard and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> like Ooh. when she stood over there, like there was no remorse. Rasputin. Johnny, Johnny Tyler. We're yeah. And when, the, when he, when he was taken out, um, the corner of her mouth, like curled up a little bit in a smirk. There's no more sorrow or compassion for them. They're ready for, action and the guys that toasted their Budweiser's and the red white and blue cans as they were driving away in the truck said here's to freedom yeah they're they've taken so much and they've been so ready that now there's no room for compassion or wavering they're all in and they're happy to do it yeah oh it's it's kind of scary it is scary i think in this story it's important it has to be that way they have to be all in when i said that i had a nervousness in my chest when i'm describing that yeah like how that would be and how they had to be and it's to get to that point seems crazy to me but yeah i'm like yeah (laughs) well think about (laughs) think about our founders think about 1776 Think about the Declaration of Independence, which is what we're stapling to these bastards. Yeah, chest and everything. a slight little message there. <laughs> but that that Declaration of Independence, when they signed that, they were pledging their lives, their sacred fortunes, everything. And a lot of them, most of them lost all of those things. They had they personal investment. They were 100% all in. They said, this is, we're, we're, this is where we're making our stand. And they had to convince the, the the population. I mean, there was probably 50% of the colony's population that didn't want to do it. 
So it, it was still, you're still working, but they, they did have at least it was the, a lot the, more the, than that, but there was that at least the governments of the states. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was definitely the founding fathers were, I'm pretty sure a minority. Like at there were a lot of people who were scared of the King and wanted to stay. What are, yeah, what I don't have a lot of fear, the fear though, just out of fear. They didn't want mm-hmm. to lose everything. They didn't want to die. Right. right. So well, in order to do something want, like this, my you've point got is, to be all in. That's how, right. That's how they had to do it. There's no, you can't half-ass an insurrection because you're going to die the second that you're caught. You know, they're like, going to take uh, yeah. everything. They're going to, they're going to kill your family. They're going to burn your house. I mean, and the English did all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. The English would round up the rebels family into their home, lock the doors and set it on fire. This it's is like, crazy. this isn't. It's crazy how but that's what we were founded on. Our government talks so badly, like insurrection and violence is the worst thing in the world. That's where we came from. A country is built on an insurrection and it's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. From we'll an oppressive if, government. Correct. Which is why they have the second amendment in there. Yep. Hmm. I, uh, I can hear my buddy, Troy, who's probably listening to this right now chiming in and saying a few things about that he told me this week that he he's listening give us troy's opinion (laughs) and he likes the podcast uh as much or more than the actual story because he finds himself like trying to verbalize when when, when we're doing the podcast he verbalizes his (laughs) response to things we're talking about in his two cents he throws it in so shout out to troy good to have you listening yes thanks troy Troy. (laughs) i'm glad well, I think you should like the story more, but that's okay. I'm glad they liked yeah. podcast. <laughs> he did. He did say he liked it because I tried to do that, but he really enjoys the interaction of the podcast. He thinks it takes it. Well, to a, I I always level. had that vision for this, so I'm glad that, and I've heard that from multiple people that they enjoy the podcast as much as the the story. And you know what's nice about that is is that there are people who aren't as story oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't. They're not necessarily readers. They wouldn't necessarily always pick up an audiobook or whatever. They're just they're they're not oriented as much that way. And so we're we're kind of getting we're we're getting all, you know, get, we're kind of shooting a wide pattern, I guess. But he also and, voiced and his displeasure. I'm glad <laughs> he voiced his displeasure with having to wait each week for an episode. Said he was spoiled by audiobooks where he could just listen to the whole thing straight through. So <laughs> uh, he's a. We're a give it to me now society. I want everything now. He doesn't oh. like to wait. Oh, well, Troy, if I could, if I could make Hang it all there, happen buddy. faster, I would. It's a lot <laughs> to do. <laughs> Tell Troy to go back to episode one. Just start listening. Like just circle back. Go to episode one. <laughs> listen to the podcast. Like to fill in the gap. You well, pick, it, pick up new stuff too, which is fun. I re-listened right, but... to episode one two days ago. Oh, and noticed something I didn't notice before. So that was fun. Okay. What'd you notice? So I noticed that in Beth's uh, dream uh, that turned into a nightmare in the beginning, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that at the carnival scene, the prizes in one of the games were stuffed elephants. And I thought, oh, like like, elephants are a political symbol. So I was like, that's cool. And I hadn't noticed that, you know, I've, I've read it multiple times. I've listened to it and it was like, it's the first time I heard that. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. You just pick up new things. They were stuffed and worthless. No action out of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the rhinos. I was yeah. going to say they were rhinoceros. There you go. <laughs> stuffed rhinoceros. <laughs> but um, I, I want to tell you, and 
I realize it's a little different for me because obviously I'm writing it. I spend a lot of time with it, whatever, but there's still times. And and so specifically on this, uh, this past week, the, the last scene just got added because it was missing something. I knew it was missing something. And, and now in its totality, it's, it's clear this episode isn't complete without that final scene with Jackie Parisi, the incident with Jackie. Okay. So, but still I'm writing it, you know, and, and I don't know the way I write, whatever. But as I'm going back and I'm reading it and I'm revising it and working on it, whatever, one of my, I'm still struck by things occasionally. <laughs> my favorite, I think one of my favorite scenes in this entire, uh, in this entire episode, <laughs> it's just, I'm the so ridic- afraid to hear this. I'm yeah. so afraid. The ridiculousness of Jackie coming off, assaulting this intern with Eli, you know, with a, an assault rifle on her and already told her he's going to kill her. Her blouse is from this scrum and she straightens her shoulders, adjusts her jacket and walks into a wall. (laughs) You loved it. Yeah. You know, that's the fact that she's that out of it and she just runs right into a wall. Oh my God. The entire thing. Someday when this is, when this is made into a a streaming show or or Mm -hmm. whatever, those bastards better keep that scene in there and they better do a good job of it. I'm picturing her with like <laughs> lipstick run up onto her skin and stuff on Just, the side because she's yeah. so tore up. I remember Just being a in a taco bell kind of once. Stunned. And, Where'd that wall come is, from? This is a horrible <laughs> thing. But I was in a taco, but I was I was a lot younger. And <laughs> you weren't with me. Well, there was an older lady. And you know how Taco Bell, they have all this glass all over. And she oh, ran no. full on into the glass. No. Thinking it was a door, yeah, or just oh, didn't no. see it. I don't know. It was all glass, and I, so so that's kind of the visual I have to Jackie. Just <laughs> why? Like when she hits it, she stiffens up and is like, Whoa. Yeah, just <laughs> right would have fallen had he not just grabbed her and been like, and he directs her through the thing, like in the cartoon. But he directs her through, and he's like, here, careful, Jackie. Oh my gosh. Have you seen some of these yeah memes they do of people doing that stuff? Yeah, it would make me the 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 comic wrapped in with all the dark and all the violence. I just I love it. I and and I know I I know I wrote it, but it still surprised me when I went back and read it. I guess I don't know if you know you get in the kind of a zone or whatever. And 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 like it doesn't quite hit until I hear it, maybe or read it. Yeah, in its in its full context. That's really (laughs) good. No, that's great. I could see it. And I, yeah, and I had a person in mind. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Todd, I'm glad you shared that, uh, your favorite part with us, because because you're the author, we didn't turn the question back to you. What was your favorite part? So oh. we, we That's, to, I come up with that. the best questions, too. It's amazing. Really. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I should just interview myself. <laughs> no, Sorry, Sorry enjoy, Troy. We enjoy being I know you like them more. <laughs> We enjoy being here with you, Todd. Don't but, do it without us. Because Troy launched it all at once. There are, you mentioned, I believe this week in the intro that you're doing some other stuff like on Substack, putting out another yeah. podcast or something. I don't even know what Substack is. I'm socially, social media illiterate. Substack, Substack is a is a place for writers, basically. It's, it's mostly... Um, op-eds people do op-eds essays and, and so you've had a lot of people they they aren't censoring so you've had a lot of people that have been fired or they were on other platforms and, and the censoring is too hard so they went down and they're in Substack, and they they have subscription setups for, where you can support 
the authors or sometimes they're free or, or, you know, they might be free and you can still support the authors if you want people do that. And, uh, and so it's going to be kind of op-ed essay-ish. So it will, some of it will revolve around like, like be the idea of maybe, maybe I might dig into one, one aspect of an insurrection or, or, you know what I mean? Those types of things or, or whatever might be essays. So not a current events type thing, or maybe, maybe some, but I'm just going to write one a week, about 800 words, probably somewhere in there. Um, and then and I, at the front end, I, I don't intend to charge anything for it. I, I, I got to get it going and make sure that, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like this show where I, I, it's all said, I know what it's going to be and I'm comfortable with a, with a subscription fee. You know what I mean? But with Substack, I think get it going, make sure it's what you want it to be. And, and then probably what I would do if there was a way to do it, if I ever put any of it behind a subscription paywall on Substack, I would probably uh, try to wrap it into the subscription for this show. So the subscribers to this show got both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's all the technical end of that stuff that that's why I don't have all the answers right this second is I'm working through it as I go. But my goal would be to continually add value to, to this, to Todd's world. And then the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to try to, to drop on the, on the Todd Allen show, which is a podcast. It's a public podcast, you know, on, on all the different platforms. I'm going to try to do two a week, two 20 minute shows a week. I'm going to try to master that 20 minute time frame. I think that's a good time frame, And I'll do one probably on current events and one more on uh spiritual type stuff. You know, religion and politics. That's what I'm all about. Everything nobody's supposed to talk about. Thank so. goodness. Lauren, how you doing? I'm thriving. <laughs> hey, she's still awake, folks. <laughs> With her spidey mug. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Nobody knows where to go. I mean, did did this episode live up to expectations? Yeah, what? it definitely. If that, yeah, uh, the warnings you put about ramping it up, it definitely ramped up. Ramped I don't up. expect it to go down from here. It's only going to accelerate. I expect that. I, I think that that's, and I don't expect that it's going to be. I, I also wouldn't expect that it would be win after win after win for Group Alamo. I, I don't think that no wars work that way. The deep state is too powerful mm-hmm. to go down without a fight, which we kind of said earlier, there's going to be some response. Yeah. I think that what the little worried, what the deep state struggle is going to be is who exactly to respond to. And also, mm-hmm. you know what I thought while this was going on, um, Graham Beth are on the run at this point and they've left. I wondered if all this stuff happening would somehow give them a little bit more time to sneak away because they're going to focus on a whole bunch of other stuff. Ooh. I kind of took a sidetrack there yeah. and thought this stuff's going on. It's big stuff. It's going to maybe pull away some of the resources that they would be tracking them with. Make I think that's little... definitely true. It definitely, it definitely has given the deep state something else to think about and to worry about. And they won't have the attention span that they otherwise would have to pour into finding Ray and Beth. I mean, it's still important to them to find them just because of the immense yeah. situation of what she witnessed. But I, I feel like it gives them a slight advantage or buys them a little more time. Yeah. That's for a sure. Good point. It does. 
I take some weird rabbit trails in my mind sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's good. That's why I, I bet that's why your friend Troy likes this because you just hear a story. It's just one perspective. This is so interactive and with all of our input, you know, all the little mm -hmm. rabbit trails, it helps yeah. to. We should look into having a, a guest on here sometime. That'd be Ooh. really interesting. There you go. Maybe so Troy. You, you're trying like to. Voice. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if he would do that or not. He's. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. So, Todd, was there uh, was there a reason that you chose to hang Jackie Parisi, um, the noose, rather than take her as like a PFW or something? Mm -hmm. The crack of her neck. You mean as opposed to just shooting her or whatever? Sure. Around the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, I I think that I think Eli wanted to send. Uh, uh, that that was why I said it got more personal. I think that that is where it got real personal. Mm -hmm. And Eli wanted to send a message that you're going to, you know, he said it to the table as he's remember when he's walking away from the table mm -hmm. and the, the, the national security advisor starts screaming at him that he's, you know, they've already lost the war and he doesn't have a chance. He's just a terrorist and the whole thing. Right. And he, and he turns around maybe and says, maybe. Mm -hmm. but you go first and give the devil my regards. And, and, and prior to that, he had told them, don't think this ends here. Hell is waiting in the wing. So that tells you how redeemable he thinks the people are that he's dealing with. Yeah. That was very tombstone esque to me. Hell's coming <laughs> with me. And he probably did have it. a tombstone feel. I, I felt like that when you said that, that's exactly where it took me. You tell well, I told you guys that when I sent it to you and, and Carrie said, am I going to cheer or whatever? And I said, you want to think more tombstone and Wyatt Earp and the, the last oh, ride yeah. of his immortals, because it it's, mm -hmm. that was so personal to him. I think it, it, oh, yeah. the, that's the difference. And, and, and there's, there's other aspects of the war, obviously that won't be like that, but I mean, it's there's not a, personal a when you're blowing up bank buildings and things like that. Yeah, he had some wrath. I really enjoyed with um, Jackie. Uh, Jackie. Uh, when she's up there, he just coldly, callously, flippantly just pushes her over the edge. Oh. Her, her shins bang off the railing. Right. Oh, and, you could just ooh, feel yeah. it happening. Yeah, he was so cold and calloused. He just pushed her right over the edge. So, and I guess I'm asking because it, hanging is, you know, a suicidal method. So I was curious if it was, just for the visual, you know, for, for them to, when they come in and find all these dead people that she's actually hanging there, or was it supposed well, to, well, we, we think of hanging that way because specific. it, because it's kind of gone out of style as, as an execution method, but for oh, large gosh, swaths right. of history, I wasn't even thinking of you're, that. you're lynching people, you know, they, the, 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 the lynch mob would get together and they'd string them up if they killed someone or whatever. And so it, it, it it's far more in that vein than in the Okay. The, the suicidal vein. Well, yeah, one of the biggest of reasons they used to hang people was for visualization. So you see what happens when you when you break right. the law or when you do this. It's they why they look, did them in and they public. would leave them. They would leave them hanging there sometimes for a while, so people can all look at it and think, "Yep, that's what happens when you commit murder or when you're a horse thief." Or I think of the Western times. You know, yeah, sure. It was symbolic, and they. They left them there for a visual reference, and she was left there for a visual reference of this is what happens when you get too big for your britches and take away from the Republic. Yeah. Got it. And they're they're clearly videoing it because they're going to 
they're going to selectively drop. Oh yeah, who they were videoing who do you think it? Leaked it. Yeah, somebody leaked oh, a video. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Group Alamo did, I think. Who, I like okay. how they tried to censor it and like it down, but there was just too much of it. And the funny memes of her hanging, which is so cold and callous. Oh, it's so awful. Yeah, disgusting because okay, it's really like, but it it's, so couldn't happen to a better person. My real but life, real life conscience entered there. I was like, oh, that's not good. That's not it's okay. uh, <laughs> the sanctity of life, and she's dead, and now they're mocking it. It was yeah. a little rough. There was, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> Which there's a video right at the end. Remember when right it says end. they started leaking it on social media, like of Parisi getting hung and stuff like that, and. Her neck cracking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was right towards Here's the what end. It says, Lore. Short yeah, video clips of the night's festivities from anonymous posters would find their way onto social media sites over the coming days and weeks. And though the national intelligence apparatus, with the willing help of big tech, would heavily censor the videos, they seem to keep popping up, to keep stubbornly popping up. And then the last thing is when the meme started with Jackie Parisi's lifeless body dancing at the end of a rope, the media was apoplectic and the censorship increased, but they might as well have tried to hold back the tide. Somehow I missed that whole chunk because that's why I never heard the word apoplectic. I sure am glad this is all fiction in Todd's world. Yeah. Are you? Yes. You don't want to see the bad guys actually get the justice well, that's coming that's it, coming it's to them. just it's too dark to really embrace it's something that as much as you cheer for these underdogs and the rebels it's brutal and it's dark and mm-hmm. the reality of it would be so immense i don't know yeah i agree in the real world i want these people i don't want them strung up and Hung I want justice, online. but not I like want, that. I want them investigated, prosecuted, fired, voted out, impeached, whatever the case may be. That's well, let me let, let me let me give you let, let me paint you a picture. Let's say in Todd's world, what if you're living in a world where the criminal justice system is entirely and completely corrupted? There is no longer any justice. What if we live? What if you lived in a world? In Todd's world, where elections no longer matter, they're they're no longer secure. They they don't they steal elections. They may they they you know they'll 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 do the ballot boxes everything. And this isn't new with technology. Stalin did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. this isn't like oh my god, no one's ever stuffed ballot boxes before. No, we we've seen this exact thing happen. It's because I mean, why do you think that Putin isn't all that worried about getting voted out? Hold on, is he in Todd's like, world? Because we're talking about Todd's world. No, here. but my oh, but okay. my point is that this hat, like, what about? I think everybody would agree with you that that yeah, in a perfect world, we would all want exactly those things to happen. But what about when you live in a world where every single institution is corrupted to the point that none of those things can happen anymore? Yeah, and it all started with the loss of hope when when Trump was no longer the hope of fixing things. Yeah, that's kind of where it descends into that. All right, here it is. And, and and that's not, none of these things are unprecedented in history. I mean, you see it in the Roman Empire. You see it in the, in, with the Greeks. You see it, it, you see it quite honestly in the, in the English Empire, which is why we did what we did. So it, none of these things, Napoleon, 
you know, Stalin. This is this is normal history. We in America have lived in a 250-year bubble. Mm-hmm. This is not normal. Everything that's happening right now in America, this is normal. This is how things go. This is what the founders expected to happen within 100 years of when they had the Constitution set up. They didn't think it would last. Hmm. So it's been a heck of a run Yeah, in, in Todd's world. Well, I mean, you did have a civil war in there, so I, I guess it didn't last exactly like I envisioned yeah. it. We, I mean, it's the honestly, bloodiest, costliest war in our history. Kind of surprising that we made it through that without yeah. no longer being a country. That was something. Well, the southern states might, during Reconstruction, yeah. question how well they made it through it. And you True. know, here's the thing about the Civil War, is that what won the Civil War for the North, Lincoln couldn't find a general that would fight for him. He finally found Grant, but then Grant couldn't find anybody that could do what needed to be done. The person who did what needed to be done and won the civil war was Sherman. And what Sherman did was Sherman. You remember his, his mile wide, he burned everything. His march. What Sherman. Yeah. What his March to the sea. What he did is he said, you know what? He, and he told this to the, to the people in the South, we're going after the plantation owners because they're the ones who started this war and they're the ones doing slavery. And he burned every plantation down, but the, but the working people knew he wasn't going to come after them. He went after the elites and he just burned every plantation and elites to the ground. And mm. that was what, what won the civil war. Hmm. No doubt about it. Without Sherman, without Sherman South wins, but hmm. Sherman, mm. and he did essentially exactly what, I mean, in a different way, it's a different time, but what Eli and Group Alamo are doing targeted the elites. You want this war, you get it. He saw the big picture. Yeah. So, <clears throat> speaking in real world terms here, uh, Lauren, do you and your peers believe that voting matters, that, um, that, that, our government is some of it is good. I don't uh, want to lead, be too leading. What, okay, what, my awesome. how do you feel about that? My peers are not particularly. Um, we we all kind of agree on things because mm-hmm. we're all homeschooled and everything for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I would say, in terms of like personally, my peers, not necessarily the generation at large. We have very little faith in the institution. Um, okay. I think we all still would vote, but we would never view it as something that really mattered a whole lot. So I you think, kind of view it as a responsibility, but you don't have much faith in what it means. Right. In the people counting the votes. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just, hmm. I'm, just con- I'm concerned because I have a, because I have kids who are in their early, early twenties and they don't, they don't think they think every, they they think government's corrupt. They don't trust the news and they don't think that voting makes a difference. And I'm just like, Whoa. All three of those things are arguably true right now in America. I think that where we have to sort of the, the most important vote that, that matters the most is, um, the 
small county level vote. Local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe state. I, I think probably even county um, elections have some corruption going on, but not nearly as much as the bigger ones. So the I think the closer government gets to local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the closer elections get to local, of course, the smaller they get and the harder they are to corrupt Manipulate. without. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just harder when you're dealing with 3,000 votes, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't just mean the counting, you know, the tallying. I just mean even the people involved. I think that on a local yeah. level, there are people who people like us who see things and say, I I believe in America. I believe in this community. I believe we can make a difference and they want to, they want to do the right thing. I think Um, that there's a lack of confidence in the politicians that you're voting in. Yeah. So even, I mean, first you have the vote doesn't count as it should most likely. Mm -hmm. And then you have, even if it does, and we do vote these people in, there's no telling when they'll turn. There's no telling how long they will, mm-hmm. if they really will stand up for what they voted the what we voted them in for. They're so quickly and easily corrupted by big government, All and right. they start voting not saying. for what you would want or what's best for them, but what is best for themselves and what the yeah. big government would want. Yeah. What's the solution, guys? I don't know. Insurrection, grassroots. <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, Without this is a good answer. time for our disclaimer. You're right, <laughs> grassroots <laughs> is absolutely right. Right answer. Yeah. The only option that isn't violent because what is grassroots grassroots movements mm-hmm. starting from the ground up and doing it that way that's the only option that doesn't well, lead to it's a grassroots movement either force. way it's just a question of how much violence is involved and and i gotta tell you and this is this is for the left out there who's gonna bitch and moan and cry about this episode mm-hmm. and that's you know who hasn't done any violence at all is mega in the right it's absolutely the left that is stoking violence that's arresting grandmothers out of their home for even being at the capitol on a certain day every bit of violence it's the left that's burning down cities every bit of violence is coming from the left Mm -hmm. it's not coming from the right and the right by and large is just taking it they're like muhammad ali on the ropes and they're just taking it, taking it, taking it, taking it. Maybe they're going to swing out. Maybe they're going to stop. Maybe if we're good citizens, we can just vote them out. I don't know how realistic that is, given and the thugs that we're dealing with. It never ceases to be true. Anytime the left or big government says, you're doing this, that's actually what they're doing without fail. When they say, oh, you don't believe in election integrity. Well, that's because they don't. Every single thing they say we're doing or Donald Trump's doing, they're actually doing, including Mm -hmm. Russia, uh, China, all that stuff. It's amazing. You saw it in that judge's thinking. But but before before the cigarette, you know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of getting a window into how these guys think. And you saw Mm -hmm. him thinking what matters isn't justice it's not these ind- these individuals lives or fortunes or experiences or anything else what matters is we keep the peasants from storming the gates that's all that yep. matters make an example out of them so the rest of them know better than to try that crap again and you, you don't have a hard going, time you don't be going on a tour of the capital unless you're invited in that's everything well, that's happening right now is because we had lauren and we still had watch out they were we voted for trump <laughs> mm-hmm. and we deserve to suffer 
because we had the temerity to vote in Trump Mm -hmm. and we're still suffering. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, when he said you don't tour the Capitol unless you're invited in, they were kind of invited in. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They were very good. <laughs> yeah, but I know you know that. Yep, just get in line and do what you're told and be afraid of us because they run everything. They no longer work for us. Mm-hmm. We exist for their pleasure. Mm. Mm. Where I think, where I see things getting interesting, and and I haven't, I haven't written this far out yet, but I, what I, where I see things getting really interesting, is when. When the when the because the only way that the that the federal government the deep state is going to have any hope of putting down what they this insurrection and what they perceive it to be is going to be with the help and support of local and state law enforcement and I'm really interested to see mm. where the story goes with that because I really think that's where, I mean, we saw that in COVID it's the same thing. Federal mm-hmm. government can't is real limited in what it can actually do. If the state police or the County Mounties or whoever isn't actually the one going out there and arresting people. Well, they just don't have that many people. Yeah. Their control comes from fear and they have to find some way to instill fear in people or either fear of the government or a, Fear of this group that's rising up, twisting the narrative, uh, something along those lines. It, they, they have to control with fear and uh, fake news, basically. I, I don't think, I don't know what kind of term to say other than that, but blasting social media with uh, false stories, scaring everybody. A contrived narrative. But also, they're, they're going to have to make people afraid of what's going to happen if they even are on social media and put something positive about what's going on, they're done Mm -hmm. for and they're locked up. But the only way they can do that is with the, don't you agree with the help and support of local police? There's just, they don't have the numbers and they'll get them with money. They'll, if you don't do this, you'll lose funding, uh, government funding, or for every person that's this, you get money for that. Just like you get a positive COVID test. We'll give you $6,000 to a hospital. It's the same thing. They know mm -hmm. what they're doing. Do you think that there's a level of fear within the, the highest levels of government that they, they're aware that the, the police and the military and the people actually on the grounds that are enlisted in these efforts are not working in their favor. I mean, they're being forced to, but the police don't largely support what the federal government does. There's, what the I, yeah. Democrats do, neither do. I mean, these are well. When you that's think exactly about- right, and they don't support that, which is why they're trying to defund the police. Right. They're trying to create social chaos. They're trying to prosecute police officers for doing their job, basically. But at the same time, they have to have somebody who's working for them. They have to have a army to enforce these things that they're doing don't you think that there's that's why they're trying to weed the good ones out like remember uh the military was trying to get rid of people what what they call them ultra patriots or something like that yeah and they were trying to weed people out that were too patriotic is that possible for our military (laughs) oh i wonder what's going to happen i wonder what's going to happen with the military in the future of this story yeah because they may think they still have control at the beginning but it's going to have to there's going to be the very least there's got to be a split of some sort. Mm-hmm. There's going to be like, real hard choices for 
everyone. Well, mm-hmm. everyone's going to have to take military. a side eventually, and it's going to cost something. It's going to mm-hmm. cost. Nobody gets on a side for free. You got to be willing to give up everything in your life too. If you were, if you were Group Alamo, if you were Eli, and you knew that a lot of what is is keeping these, even let's say the the lower level, your your guys on the ground, FBI, what are keeping people in line is listen. I don't want to lose my pension. I don't want to lose this. You could theoretically take out the financial system and that would cause intense pain to everybody, but that would take that motivation off the table. We're already getting to a government that just prints money and it doesn't take that much of a push to get us to where we're Mexico and it costs 15,000 pesos for a Hershey's bar. So you could, you could flip a few levers. I, I am personally of the opinion that our financial system globally and in the United States is such a house of cards that it wouldn't take much to bring it all down. And I think that's why you see them bailing out banks like they do. That's why you see them doing some of the things that they do is because they know how precarious this all is. This all just disappears in the span of a, of a few weeks with the right things done. And that causes mass chaos. Wow. we need something uplifting like at the end of this (laughs) (laughs) a hush fell over the crowd right there like we're all like like, i guess i'm gonna go make a bank withdrawal and crawl under the covers (laughs) (laughs) i i do think there's something to the fact that we it, it maybe it has a little bit of an old testament feel to it but there's a point to justice there's a point to the fact that it's not wrong to be glad that someone evil met an evil end. Right. You agree with that? Justice is justice. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be carried out in a certain way. What's just is just. And I don't deny that there's a significant danger in entrusting justice into the hands of a few people. That's that's absolutely. But yeah. Um, One telling thing when uh, I just popped into my mind, when Eli said, I am, did he say in charge or part of the largest paramilitary organization in the, yeah. ever, ever oh, yeah. in the world? That said something about the amount of resources that they have. That was um, something that made me think, okay, this isn't some small thing. They've got, they're going to do battle. And there's going to be some haymakers from both sides because this is bigger than anybody even knows. I like the way he said that little thing there. It was something like that. As this story goes on, it's going to be, especially this season, we really kind of open up and we pull back the curtain and we see what this group Alamo is all about. Because it is militaristic and like the government used an, uh, an attack helicopter to take down the, what was it? 757 or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this this uh, military group's going to have stuff also that's been stockpiled somewhere. I would think weapons, um, vehicles, anything like that. So the sky's the limit, really. And it started with a bang, but watch out. I like how he also added to that, that because of uh, funding that they were partially responsible oh, for him being there I I really like, enjoyed that it's like nice that was a little um i pay your salary or you pay yeah. my salary type thing 
That was a nice like little a, dig, a little twist poke, of the knife. Poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You also get the sense that, especially with Eli talking to the intern, like he did, mm-hmm. Eli isn't afraid that these people might get out and they might have a description of him. He isn't afraid of his identity coming out at all. Right. True. And as cold yeah. and callous as he is do, uh, executing these things and uh, dealing with these people, he still showed compassion on her. And he knew that she had just been through something. He put her at ease. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. And his, he wanted to get her out of there first. So he still has humanity. He's not an evil person. He's just, uh, it's a last it's, ride. It's a real weird mix. He's like taking care of business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, he's got a, a lot of different facets to his, persona as character complex character i think yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, conversations with with eli todd you said you've spent a lot of time with him do you, i would have like conversations with him if i were you i don't know that i have conversations what i what i do is i try to to get it but i try to get in his head mm-hmm. and i try to say what would you have to do to accomplish some of these things and because you have to, you have to take off the table your your natural kind of hesitancies towards gruesome violence and this, that, and the other. You know, you, you're not, you're not. It's not like you're a serial killer, but you also can't be afraid of violence. You're embracing violence to a certain extent. Well, you're embracing war crimes. Yeah, mm. I mean, they would be classified as that. And then Ooh. you also have. Yeah. I also try to put myself in behind the minds of the deep state and everything on the line. How do we respond? You know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. what's weird is, is I try to, but luckily I'm usually doing it in alternating episodes. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Don't get lost there. That sounds like an uncomfortable place to be. But yeah, what would they do? Because their entire everything existence depends on keeping this system going. That's why we see so many things. We think, why don't, why do they bail out that bank? Why do they do this? Why do they do that? Because everything depends on this system and there's nothing they aren't willing to do. There's nobody they aren't willing to kill. There's no viruses. They aren't willing to let out there. They don't care. Death and destruction doesn't matter. What matters is money and power. They assassinated a potential future president, a presidential candidate. You're right. There's nothing they wouldn't do at this point, obviously. They need to maintain the status quo, no matter what. Hmm. And in order to, if you're, if you're Eli and you're, you're confronting this behemoth deep state and an enemy like this, Mm -hmm. you have to do the same thing. You have to be willing to do anything. Don't you think? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think that's part of the reason the right is losing so bad now is because we're not willing to do all these different things. Well, we're and, trying and, to we're trying to take the high road, like th- those those who really care, those who aren't corrupted and who are just trying to maintain with their Democrat counterparts. I think the others are just trying to take the high road, trying to, you know, trying to vote, trying to whatever. I don't know. It's not working. We're like the kid with his lunch money going to school. He gets a shit kicked out of him every single day. And he just keeps taking the high road. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah. that might get you to heaven, but that's not going to get you lunch. Well, at this point, there's no more riding the fence. You got to pick a side at this point because yeah. it's, it's on and it's real. 
So you can't just say, oh, I'm I'm not going to get involved in this. Right. <laughs> no, everybody's involved and everybody's got to pick a side. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's you true. Know what? It is true. And you know what? That's kind of like, I think how politics are, especially listening to like my son's talk. Um, I don't think they realize, I, don't, I think we're all kind of shielded from the political scene. We're, we're shielded from the decision makers. We're just living our lives and we're putting all the trust in the hands of these people to govern us with a conscience, to govern us, you know, ethically. Yeah. And I think we've lived like that for so long, but what you're, what you're creating is a situation where the people, like you said, well, they're going to have to make a decision. It's going to be right on our doorsteps in our yards. Yeah. It's, you're not going to be able to say that doesn't affect me. I'm just going to go to work today and let, let them debate that on Congress floor. It's not right. These, these things that have happened, you're, you're no longer going to be able to do that with insurrection. Yep. Operation Last Stand or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one hell of a good story. That's what it is. It is. Troy. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Big in, Troy. <laughs> I do want to say to people, this is going to be the 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 last show that's open to the public. So after this, it's going to lock up behind a paywall. It's like four ninety nine a month. It's crazy cheap, less than a carton of eggs a month because in order for me to do this and troy already thinks i'm doing it too slowly but in order for me to do this <laughs> it just takes a, a lot and so i'm asking for your to support me and that we can all be in this together and i think people will i'm happy about it. i'm excited about it it's going to be it's going to be an insanely good ride but you need to tell people about it we really these are these are th- these are discussions that people should be having not just listening to our podcast, but when you're going out to the bar with people, these are the kinds of discussions that we need to have as a people. And this story is providing some of those tough things that you have tough questions about that, that there's tough conversations about. And I think that's good. I think it's good that this violence is happening in a fictional setting yeah. and that we can have these conversations. Cause I think even though the story's fictional and the people are fictional, I think that the the principles and and questions and conflicts that we're dealing with are real. Does that make right. sense? That does make sense. Would it be fair to just to challenge people and say, who's ever listened to this? If you like it, sh- share the page or link with like five people this week. Just share it with them. Get them to listen. Yes. Yeah. And see what they say. Get those people to share it with somebody. Because if you like this, then yeah. you definitely know a few people who would enjoy it as well. Correct. And, um, I like. I think that's a great challenge. I also want to challenge people listening to to share. Like, if you have a question that you want us to talk about in the next podcast, to put it. I think Todd opened it up on Facebook and Instagram, right? Todd's yeah, twenty twenty three. Todd's world twenty twenty three on Facebook and Instagram. Also, Truth Social at the Todd Allen Show, and then uh, Twitter is at Todd's world 2023 too. So any of those, I'm most active on Twitter right now. I don't know. Okay. Twitter works for me. I do put clips and stuff of the show on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. but you know, Twitter, I don't know what it is. And I don't know kind of like parts of the story. I don't know if I always like it, but something about Twitter works for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, but. So yeah, like talked on the phone with Troy about it, but Troy, no more talking on the phone about this. We can. <laughs> but hit them up on Twitter, send them a comment. When you want to chime into the podcast and throw your two cents in there, throw it to 
Todd on Twitter there. I think I can also do on these Spotify shows, I think I can do a question and answer. So I could ask like one question and people can actually answer through the episode on Spotify. Hmm. So maybe I should, maybe I should start doing that. I haven't done that. Um, but, but I, I, and I don't know how interactive it is. I don't know if they just give it back. I'm not entirely sure how it works. So let's find out. Let's find out. (laughs) Todd's world. (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll do like, in fact, you know what? I'm going to do it on this episode. (laughs) So you are, you're going to do it right now. On on this. uh, Well, I'm going to add it to the, I'm going to add a question to this episode, which is not, not the podcast. I guess we could do the podcast too, but the episode for sure. And so people can start responding. Yeah. And it's right on there. At least it is on my side, on the creative side. So I don't know how it shows up, you know, but Uh interaction, I think will will be good. And listen, I'm super excited. I don't think this is going anywhere, but, but up at this point, as far as, as, as engagement with the story, I don't know that the story is going up necessarily. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. The story is going to be the story and it's going to be, you know, this really, I think the fourth episode, you know, if you take the four episodes as kind of a, you know, you bookend, you start with, with Trump and going down in the deep state, taking them out. And then you end finally with the insurrectionist response. And then in between you get some of the character development with Beth and Grace. So that's all going to be, that's, that's what this thing is. It's going to be a lot of good character development. It's going to be some good stories within the story. You're, we're dealing with massive questions in this war. It's, it's just going to be a hell of a good ride. I think I love it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm enjoying it, it so far and I enjoy yeah. the podcast too. So yeah, me too. I, I, you guys, I thank you for doing the podcast. You guys are awesome. Lauren, even <laughs> you're welcome. Love you, Laura. <laughs> love the, I love the Gen Z 15% portion of the show. <laughs> I like the the first it's 30% great. of the show when she's invested. I really enjoy it. I yeah. feel like I'm equally invested the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to pick on you. That's all. Also, so don't just follow me on those things. Lauren is on Spotify under Lauren Allen. L-A-U-R-Y-N, right, Lauren? How many songs do you have you on right now? Spell my name. Yeah, um, I have an idea. A-L-L-E-N. Um, how many songs do I have out? Three. Four. Three okay. songs. Three. With more oh. coming. She just sent me a new song. Lauren, I'm I'm privileged because she'll just when she writes a song. She might take a quick video of it on her phone and she'll send it to me. And this last song she sent me was so good. It was like, it was so good. Like I didn't even, I stopped paying attention to like the words. Now one might say, was I smoking a bulb? Yeah, but still <laughs> I, I stopped paying attention to the words. It was late Please at edit night. That out. Please edit that out. <laughs> and oh. I just leaned back and I enjoyed the vibe of the song so much. Like I, I, I have to go back and listen to the the lyrics and the whole thing, but man, the vibe was just like, God, that's a good vibe. You that's know, the same response I got from Brandon and I don't, I didn't like, I didn't think it was like a great song. I couldn't like, even tell you what the song's about right now. I just, the vibe which was so one good. is this? Which song are you talking about? It's not out yet. It's, oh, I just okay. wrote it the other day. Oh, what did it's called? coming. Nice. Hmm? What's it called? What's it called? The new one. Uh, it's called River's Edge. River's, River's Edge. Edge. Um, mm-hmm. I like the uh the flame that you just lit in her. She lit up talking about music. Truly, 
that was something like her face changed her countenance changed. She's now she's invested. <laughs> we should just do a music podcast. I like it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So right, check out Lauren real. on Spotify. Yeah. We're, I got to go done. pick up some steaks. Yeah. You're coming yeah. over to the West side. eh? I think I am. All right. I can't wait for some steaks with Will. Oh, Carrie, Aww. look at disappointment. Oh, oh, Carrie wanted to hang with us. Her, her face just went sad. Like, I'm I gonna know. Oh, poor Carrie. Wow. Mm. I didn't hide it at all. It was like, like oh that sounds so but fun <laughs> you also are living in florida where the weather's phenomenal so it's pick your place going true. through the snow on his way here it's are you true. bringing a steak for me you, you want me to <laughs> yeah but i'm not gonna be home she's not gonna be home you well, got your big bring thing you a tonight. steak if you're not oh well, yeah you could cook it tomorrow Breakfast <laughs> your dad steak? does the cooking well dad could cook all right tomorrow. guys well hey thanks for joining me i thought this was a great episode i love the podcast Troy, I'm with you in that I like the podcast. I don't like it better than the story, but I, I to be fair, spend a lot of time with the story. I like so it's them kind of together. important to me. <laughs> they work well together. But I want to thank everybody on the front end because next week when I talk to you, you're going to be, you're going to be part of the show. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited about it. And I want to thank you guys on the front end for investing your time with us. And, and I, I, I hope that you feel like it's the best investment you make this year. So, all right, guys, <laughs> we'll see you. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for Peace. having us. <laughs>